Hey there, children's ministry friends. If you're listening to this podcast, then I'm guessing you probably spend a lot of time serving, teaching, and ministering to God's kids and the leaders who lead them. But my question for you today is, do you know how to live as one of God's kids yourself? Let's face it, sometimes it is way too easy to let our identity get wrapped up in what we do for God, so much so that we forget how to live life with God. Well, if that sounds familiar, then stick around because that's what we're diving into today on the Simple Kid Men Podcast, Episode 1. Welcome to the Simple Kid Men Podcast, where we take the complicated, challenging world of children's ministry and we boil it down to those essential truths that can help all of us, no matter what our church context happens to be. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Byerly. I'm a children's pastor, writer, husband, dad, but most importantly, I'm a kid of the king, and you are too. But I can tell you that after 21 years of children's ministry, sometimes that is easy to forget. I mean, the fact is that some days it's hard to remember that being a child of God is the truest and most important thing about us. We live in a performance-driven culture, and that drive for success and approval, it seeps into the church, and if we're honest, seeps into our own hearts as well. I remember a volunteer several years ago who was struggling because we had shut down a program where she had served for years and years. She called me up one day completely heartbroken and said, that was my life. Now, I get what she meant by that. When you invest a lot of time, energy, and passion into something, it becomes really important to you. But make no mistake about it. Our ministry is not our life. Jesus is. Now, on some episodes of this podcast, we're going to focus on practical nuts and bolts techniques and ideas, but on episodes like today, we're taking time to focus on our hearts. Why? Because Proverbs 4.23 reminds us that above all else, we must guard our hearts because everything we do flows out of that, including our work in children's ministry. And that's why for the very first episode of this podcast, we're going to talk about our hearts and about our identity in Christ. See, we have to remember the truth of 1 John 3.1 that says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. There's a classic photograph from American history that drives this point home for me every time I see it. It's this really cool picture. I keep it in my office in a frame on a bookcase that I can see it constantly from my desk, and it's a picture taken in 1963 of President Kennedy working at his desk while his son, John Jr., plays at his feet. Now, from the top up, it's a perfectly ordinary presidential photograph. JFK's hard at work in the Oval Office, but the bottom half of the photo tells another story. There's two-year-old John Jr. peeking out from a little secret door that's on the front of his father's desk. See, because he's the son of the American president, he gets to play at the feet of the most powerful man in the world. Of course, this kid has no idea how amazing this is. I mean, he couldn't even begin to comprehend the important work his dad is doing right above his head. To him, he is just hanging out with his dad. And in the same way, because of our relationship with God, we get to play at our father's feet. But because of this intimacy, it's easy to forget that God's not just our dad in heaven. He also happens to be the king of all creation. And he has a big job to do. But here's where it gets really cool. Our dad in heaven doesn't just invite us to draw near. He actually invites us to the desk. As incredible as it sounds, the king of all kings includes us in his work in the world. Remember, Jesus said to his disciples, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, 
I have called you friends. For everything I learned from my father, I have made known to you. He then tells them to go bear fruit that will last. Jesus invited the disciples to the desk. He included them in his work in the world and later even gave them a great commission to go into all the world to make more disciples. In other words, to teach people to imitate Jesus' life here on earth. We are invited and we are included in God's work in the world. But we can't forget that the only reason for that is because we're his kids. And nothing can change that. We are his kids on the best day that we have in children's ministry. And we're his kids on the worst day. We're his kids on the day we get it right. And we're his kids on the day we absolutely blow it. Our identity cannot be changed. We are loved and secure simply because we're his. Not because of the success of our children's ministry or how well liked we are by parents, volunteers, church staff, or elders. When we forget that we're kids of the king, though, causes all kinds of problems in our life and in our ministry and for our entire church. When we forget we're kids of the king, we take criticism about our ministry personally. When we forget that we're kids of the king, we compare our ministry and leadership to others. When we forget that we're kids of the king, we work longer than we should, we neglect our families, our friends, and sadly, even our time with God. When we forget that we're kids of the king, we obsess about what other people think of us, and we work really, really hard to earn their approval. When we forget we're kids of the king, we're resistant to any change that wasn't our idea. We cling to the old way of doing things, old programs, old events. Why? Because that gave us validation and worth. When we forget that we're kids of the king, we try to control things and people that really are beyond our control. And ironically, then we wind up being controlled ourselves because we're living as slaves instead of as sons and daughters of God. Friends, I have been there myself more times than I care to admit. I have seen all this ugly stuff in my own life and in my own heart. And I can tell you firsthand, God didn't make us to live like that. When he called you and I into children's ministry, it's not what he had in mind. The fact is, if we're not living as kids of the king, then we don't have much to offer God's kids. There's a scene from an old movie that always reminds me of this truth. It's the 1992 film Hook, where Robin Williams plays a grown-up version of Peter Pan. In this story, Peter Pan has a problem, a big problem. He's grown up and he's forgotten his true identity. As a result, he can't fly, he can't fight, and he's lost his ability to imagine. And when his old enemy, Captain Hook, kidnaps Peter's children, Peter is helpless to stop him. In fact, Peter has grown so cowardly and cautious, Hook doesn't even recognize him when they first meet. He says, you're not even a shadow of Peter Pan. In the same way, when we forget our true identity in Christ, We forfeit our spiritual power and cannot stand against our enemy. We become not even a shadow of the people God's called us to be. Now, there's a great scene from Hook that illustrates this so well. In this scene, Peter's children are being held captive in a fishing net hoisted way above the deck of Hook's ship. Hook offers to set them free if Peter will just fly up and touch their fingers. But Peter can no longer fly. He can no longer fight. In fact, he's lost his power, his courage, and his imagination. He's even terrified of heights. Hook complains to his first mate, Shmee, I don't understand, why doesn't he fly? Is this not Peter Pan? And Shmee replies, he's Peter Pan, all right, Captain. He's just been away from Neverland so long that his mind's been gentrified. He's forgotten everything. When we forget that we are children of God, we forget everything and we become fearful, controlling, approval-seeking, suspicious, cynical, judgmental, protective, cautious, bitter, stressed out, worn out, burned out. 
Like Peter, we must reclaim our true identity. We must heed the voice of the Holy Spirit, cheering us on as Tinkerbell did to Peter, saying, be the pan you are, fly. The Holy Spirit says to us, be the child of God you are, fly. Paul spells it out clearly in Romans 8, 15 to 16, when he says, this resurrection life you receive from God, it's not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who He is, and we know who we are, Father and children. Now, here are a couple of really practical things that you can do to keep yourself grounded in your identity in Christ. Number one, memorize scripture that declares your identity. There are a ton of Bible verses that affirm who we are in God's eyes. And whenever you see one in scripture, highlight it, memorize it. I have several listed on the show notes for this episode over at simplekidmen.com just to get you started. Go over there and check those out. Read them over and over and over again. Find more for yourself as you dig into scripture on your own and meditate on these identity verses. Get to know the truth about you. And as Jesus said, that truth will set you free. Second thing you can do is find someone you trust to pray for you and with you about your identity. Now, it's one thing to read about your identity in scripture, but it's another thing to hear another person speak it out loud. You need godly people who can remind you of who you are, people who will pray for you and with you to keep your identity grounded. There's something incredibly powerful about hearing God's people speak God's truth out loud over you, and it's incredibly freeing. Finally, seek godly counseling. Sometimes we have things in our lives. All of us have things in our past or maybe even our present, lies we believe, maybe sin that we've committed or sin that's happened to us, something we've done, something that's been done to us that will seriously mess with our identity. And until we work through that baggage, it might be really hard to embrace the beautiful truth of what God says about us. It might be hard to believe that what God says about us can actually be true. So seek out godly counsel. Find someone who can help you process some of those issues so that you can fully embrace who you are in Christ. Now, if you want to take a deeper dive with this topic, I have some great resources listed over at simplekidmen.com. First up is a short video series our church did on identity in Christ that is absolutely fantastic. Highly recommend it. Also at Simple Kid Men, you'll find a link to a book called Identity Theft by Mike Bro that has some really solid practical teaching, and it's also a really easy, fun read. I've also linked to a powerful song by Matthew West called Hello My Name Is that you might just need to listen to over and over and over again. Now, I just want to wrap up today by telling you a quick story about my dad. Now, when I was a kid, we didn't have much money, and that meant that our cars were usually pretty junky, and so they were always breaking down. Something was always going wrong with them. And so a lot of my memories of my dad are him out in the driveway under the hood of our car trying to get it fixed, trying to do something that we didn't have the money to take to get fixed by someone else. And I'll be honest with you right now, I'm not mechanically inclined. Uh, I'm not the greatest at working on my car as an adult. So you can imagine as a kid, I was pretty inept. I mean, I can honestly remember there was a time where my dad was asking me to hand him a wrench and I panicked because I couldn't remember the difference between a wrench and pliers. And I was kind of freaking out that I would have to admit to my dad, I don't know which one this is. And I was probably a little older than I would like to admit when that happened. So I am not a gifted mechanic by any means. But I'll tell you what, most of those memories of my dad working on our car are also memories of him inviting me to come and help him. To be honest, I know I wasn't much of a help, but why did my dad do that? Well, number one, he just wanted to spend time with me. And number two, he wanted to pass on and teach me to do some of the things that he knew how to do. And I think that's a great metaphor for ministry. 
let's be honest, our dad in heaven doesn't need our help to reach the world with his message and his love. But he includes us. He invites us under the hood to go to work with him. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to spend time with us. And he wants to teach us to do some of the things that he can do. He wants to teach us to model some things that are in his character. And a good dad always loves to spend time with his kids. And that's why we're in ministry. Not because so much of what we can do for God, but what God wants to do with us and through us. All right, each week on this podcast, I promise to boil it down to one simple takeaway. And today's simple takeaway is focus on your identity in Christ and let everything you do flow from that. Our verse for the day is 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Well, that's it for today, friends. Thanks for joining me. I hope you found this encouraging. If you liked what you heard, tell all of your children's ministry friends about this podcast because I want to encourage and equip as many children's ministers as possible over the weeks and the months to come. Hope you have an amazing week being God's kid and serving God's kids. See you next time. Alive.